Welcome to Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone. Every man and woman has one. What's yours? And now your hostess, Miss Jocelyn Stone. And welcome back to another episode of Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone and my dirty-footed little big-boobied kitten here. <laughs> it's Rebecca Love! <laughs> I was barefoot outside earlier. I just looked down and went, her feet are really dirty. And normally I can't, well, I can see you from like the tatas up because we're doing we're Skype. But today we're we are all about productivity. Holy crap, we haven't stopped yet. Uh, we really haven't. No. We stopped and snacked. And that was well, that's I, been about it. You gotta fuel the fire. Yeah, yeah. We that's, did that. That's true. I, my tummy was starting to growl. <laughs> we <laughs> needed to keep that at at a minimum <laughs> is <laughs> what we needed to do. But um, this episode is called I'm Still a Virgin. Do you believe me? That you're still a virgin? No. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why don't you believe me? Because it's recorded. It's on video. Oh. Proof is in the... That was my, my digital? doppelganger. Oh, your doppelganger. Yeah. You're still a virgin. Yeah. Yeah, I could not see that. She's so <laughs> tight, she squeaks. <laughs> <laughs> She's so tight. She doesn't even exist. No, she really no. fucking doesn't. You I would have eaten her in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, snacks. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Actually, the other day I was doing stuff around the house and I like to watch documentaries and, and all kinds of stuff. And I came across this one called 40-Year-Old Virgins. Plural. Yeah, more than one documentary. And I was like, "What? Okay, let's let's just click on it and see." And it was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And I told you that you needed to watch it. I watched it this morning. You watched it this morning. What did you think? I thought it was interesting. It it gave two different perspectives, a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. And the whole sex surrogate people, and I didn't even know they existed legally. I knew that they existed, I but I just didn't know how you could become one. Do you plan on come, becoming one? I would absolutely love to. And I I'll can tell see you, you doing I'll it. I'll tell you what, they actually had a reference, and I thought I had it written down because I actually looked it up. And, um, but you have to have like your. PhD in psychology or something like that or psychotherapy in order to take their 12-week class to become a sexual surrogate. I I don't remember that part, but I do remember she was talking about how it came about and how you uh how you uh get licensed. Yes. But that's after you already have. And and I wrote all that down and okay. I researched it because I was like, fuck. They, the way now that you they know what you want to be when you all grow up. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I do. But it was very interesting to me how they took a female and um, this female being a virgin, um, she fascinated me because once she had gone through the talking to um, therapists and everything, she had kind of an ugly thing happen to her when she was Rosie. younger. Is that her name? Yep. Rosie. I didn't, I didn't write anybody's name. It's down. okay. I have okay, the names. Yeah, that Rosie. Rosie had a traumatic experience when she was younger and that came out when she was talking to the other sex therapist not the surrogate not the person that right was, not the hands-on but just her yeah, the therapist sex. in general oh therapist in general that's right yeah it, it came out that well men just she was kind of grotesque by them yeah the smell the would she say they smelled like socks and ham oh that was the best <laughs> it was brilliant <laughs> so i'm like do they not bathe where you live <laughs> i don't understand yeah she's and they were in now 
something else that was really fascinating is because these two characters, um, they're real people. So I shouldn't say characters, but um, the female had been going to a therapist and still was kind of stuck. Nothing was moving forwards. And then there was a guy, the same thing. He was going to therapy and everything. Clive. Clive, Clive is you for taking notes like this. <laughs> I took notes like this on the movie you had me watch. So I'm loving that you did the same thing right fucking back. Clive, go, you go. Clive <laughs> is a very smart individual. I think he's a little bit of an introvert. He's um, an IT engineer. He's 45 years old and he lived with his mom until he was 29. All the sweet spots of being awkward. <laughs> yes. Yes. He, he was fine with everything else but but i guess when it came to sex he had a hiccup he could not Mm -hmm. be the aggressor and he would talk about being in the bars and it's just uh a feeding frenzy and it's intimidating and they're the girls are very they're like sharks they'll attack so he was a he was very um he was in a shell in a social setting both of these two were from london were they both from london yes okay both of them were from London, but the interesting thing to me is they came to the United States where a sex surrogate is legal. In California. Yes. There's about 30 women, and I think the guy said there was only five or six males. That makes sense. Yeah. You mentally really have to have a grip, and and I thought the male that came in, well... So the girl, Rosie, had a little bit of an issue and got stuck at that moment. But she didn't even, like, masturbate herself. Like, she's never had an orgasm. That's something. She's 29. That's something that I was really interested in. Because to me, when she started doing, um, when she came to the U.S., to California, and she started um uh, getting guidance the sessions where it's gradual and it's just a touch or a smell or a feel nothing in the no no zones it was just you know touching of the face like close your eyes and just feel my hand on your face i because i figured she wanted sex so bad because she wanted kids she really wanted kids but i felt like she was asexual i thought that for a second until she her description of touching, like the touching of the face. This man is a larger man, um, tall. She was short mm-hmm. and kind of chunky. He was tall, um, very normal, you know, and um, all he was doing is holding her hand, touching her face, conversing, you know, just just talking it out a little bit. And, and that's it. And she said that um, the touching of the face was very uncomfortable. She didn't like it. She didn't like how his face felt because he had a, a little bit of stubble. You know, she was so shut down mentally, but it was all about touch, which was so interesting to me because she came across to me as someone that it has a mild form of autism or, or, um, What's the other one? Asperger's. Asperger's. Thank Asperger's. you. Asperger's. Yeah, because a lot of those things touch, smells, things like that. They're it's just an like, acute trigger. Ugh. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just so overwhelming. Just the way. And she, she had to go wash her. She had to go wash her face and stuff because he touched her and all that. Yes. I could see that. Do you see? How I do I see went, that. I came to when that? I was first watching it, and and uh, she was talking about before he even came the surrogate male came into the picture Mm -hmm. i was like well maybe you're a lesbian maybe you don't like guys because she never said she didn't like a woman touching her she just kept on referencing male issues right and she just really didn't like them at all yeah i was thinking well maybe you're a lesbian or asexual (laughs) and see they never addressed asexual i think they may have gone in now when they come here um or come to california for this they um have a sex therapist that's walking them through everything that's going to happen with the surrogate Mm -hmm. as well as um 
um, she talks to them and gives them homework yes. to do. She gives them So homework. it's not like the surrogates just, you know, trying to date you or something. That's, you know. I never felt you, that. I, no. I felt the surrogates were doing their jobs the way they were supposed to do their jobs. Yes. It had nothing to do with... It was a beautiful moment. It was a beautiful thing when I was watching it. I thought it really was too. I mm-hmm. really did. And the way the man dealt with her, it, you know, uh, the fact that she had to get up and go wash her hands. He was like, oh, that's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of brushed it off. Not like, oh my God, she doesn't like me. She doesn't like this. You know, because she was a little brutal with some oh, stuff. Oh yeah, I was She like, was like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And I was like, okay. That wasn't even a level of polite. Yeah, she wasn't. She she had no filter. It, she had no manners. I she thought no manners. either. But you know, it would. It, you know, you would think you'd be nice to someone that's being nice to you and gentle with you and trying to help you over a hurdle. No, she was frank and she, was, she was she was brutal. Like men have to go through rejection enough, let alone she was brutally rejecting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And then she'd like be jumping up. But she did go she was out through. of her comfort zone. Yeah, well, she was. She was definitely out of her comfort zone, but it was almost like she didn't want to be helped. And I, I thought agree. that was so unbelievably interesting. And um, when it comes to the guy, what was his name? Clive. Clive. Um, he almost came across like it was kind of like a self-loathing where he just shuts down is paralyzed the uh, his anxiety to me was him overthinking so many details his anxiety was like a level 10 it was yeah it was over the charts and the certain things that we just think are normal he couldn't even say like words that yeah certain words would make him break down i loved what the therapist said though she's like write the naughtiest you know the naughty words that you just can't say did you see his list it was like penis yeah willie vagina willie willie but you know what when he said fuck i was like oh yeah baby Say it again, because i liked how it rolled and then after i i was thinking that he goes yeah that wasn't as bad as i thought saying fuck and then he was doing everything saying that the words right because what she did is if you say a word enough times and this it loses its potence yeah you're the only reason that a word is hurtful is if you allow it to be or Mm -hmm. if it's upsetting it's because you give it that power um when i was younger the word cunt used to just oh my god that was like the worst thing you could ever say now i use it like the word fuck and we all know that's my favorite word cunt cunt fuck 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 cunt cunt fuck but it took somebody using the word cunt in an abusive way to me and knowing he could get under my skin and then one day just snap I took all that power away. Ah. And then all of a sudden I started looking at him and going, well, you know, I'm just a cunt, so whatever. And mm. I started using it back on him. And now he's uncomfortable because... You said the C word. But I referred to myself as it, like he had done to me. I let him know it's no longer hurtful. I just took all your power away. Try another word, bitch. <laughs> I say bitch all the time. So, What's up, bitch? Totally. <laughs> so that uh, I mean, the word cunt in um, in Australia is like using the word pussy. It's all good. I remember. Well, cunt is pussy. Mm-hmm. But here we say pussy. Yeah, we say pussy. oh, touch my pussy, lick my pussy, whatever. In Australia, they use the word cunt all the time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch fuck your that cunt. cunt. I gotcha. And it's like what? You said that. You cunt. said what to me? You're gonna wow. Oh, okay. Then I realized there's a pattern, and I went, "Oh, you guys do this all the time. That's like pussy." Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, just everybody has their slang. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was fascinating. I learned that on stream, mate. <laughs> I did. I learned that on stream, mate. Well, let's... because I had a lot of Australians that would do um, do private um, take me into the private room. 
And it was cunt this, cunt that, cunt the other thing. And I'm like, well, there you have that. There you go. Survey says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cunt. Cunt. But she had this guy um, say each one of the words over and over while looking at himself in the mirror. Yeah, but he was taking it to a new level. He was swimming, saying the words. He yeah. was exercising, saying the words. I'm like, dude, it's, I would think he had Tourette's or something if he was out <laughs> in public saying like, he was saying like, fuck, willy, cock, uh, I can't remember all the words. Penis, vagina, Penis, clit, vagina, clit, clitoris, clitoris, clitoris. <laughs> it was fascinating to watch his like tension just kind of melt away. It did. And it's like, wow, dude, you are so uptight that, wow, what happened to you? And I kept waiting because whenever um, there's something that's shut off like that, where somebody can't even get over the hump to kiss a person or to hold hands with a person or use certain words, something happened. Well, he did say um, the whole religious thing. He yep. couldn't break Which that was barrier. Home. He lived with his mom till he's 29. Mommy issues much? Uh, mommy issues <laughs> a little. Uh, <laughs> there was something else they did. Uh Fuck, I can't remember. Oh, and then remember when he was a kid? That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. 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 Somebody pantsed him mm-hmm. and thought it was funny. And it was in a whole group of people. And um, it wasn't just his pants that came down so they could see his chonies. It was everything that came down. And it mortified him. Yeah. The people. He was already a little shy and an introvert. And then those classmates his peers laughing at him and pointing that was it he yeah. was done for and it's kids being kids but right. it really he took it to heart but living with mommy a religious mommy how do you turn around and find out you uh, unless you've got a really strong bond with your child they're not going to come home and tell you something like that happened yeah he literally had to live through that by himself and it shut him down to his genitals he was mortified by them. I know. And that, it's like, wow. I had to wait all the way almost to the end of the show, of the documentary, to find out that that's what the trigger was because I was waiting the whole To figure time. out why I had that block. Right. See, yeah. and, and with the girl, I didn't feel that way. I'm like, okay, something bad happened to you, but you want these other things... So your story's not making sense. She just wasn't inviting. Like, I wouldn't even want to sleep with her. And that is why I think she has Asperger's, mild form, or autism. Seriously, one of those in a milder form, functioning, where they never, oh, she's just an awkward child. She's an awkward Or she's holding on to resentment. to such, a, to such an extent that when you're in a safe place, I've seen and and dealt with people that hold on to resentment because this is what fascinated me by so much of this stuff is the fact that they would do the touch therapy, just holding hands. What they're doing is you can't just one day hop out of the crib and be running. You have to physically go through the the balancing on the hands and knees as a child and then the crawling one step at a time and then getting up on your feet. You don't just walk the first time you're on your feet, but learning how to do it while holding on, then trust where you let go because you have to trust in yourself. Right. So there's so many of these things. The hand holding is just like crawling. The The touching of the face and everything. I really liked Cheryl's approach Cheryl's the the woman that Clive was with the surrogate sex surrogate and she's been doing this for 40 years or something like that and is married and is married happily married yeah she just she was a beautiful human being she was an amazing human being Uh, oh my and I thought if he Clive has mommy issues she's perfect because she brought him in she caressed she and what really got me is in the documentary when he goes uh, he says the word love at the end, mm-hmm. but it was like a form of love. It wasn't like, oh my God, I'm head over heels. She took my virginity. 
she said the same thing because they yeah. were so emotional and they both said, because they weren't in the same room. They were interviewed in two different areas, two, uh, locations. Mm-hmm. And he said the word and then they go to her and ask her the same thing. And she said a form of love too. And right. it was just such a unity there. I was like, oh, that's beautiful. She did her job perfect. She did. She did her job absolutely perfect. But she does her job so to- well. I wonder if she ever gets confused. Because she does it such to the degree of like a first love. It, um, it she is lucky to me and because she gets to do that first love over and over and over because that's her job. But do you know how confusing? Like a hooker goes in, it's in her mind. She has that wall built up. She has this clinical approach where you can't get past that. That is a fucking hard barrier to break down. She right. does her business and she gets the fuck out. She never crosses the emotional line. Mm-hmm. This that, is all emotion. All, all emotion. of it is emotion. To me, that that's like Skinamax and hardcore porn. To me, hardcore porn's easy because it's clinical and it's straight to the point. I can see where people get confused with the softcore because we're making out, we're kissing, we're dry humping. It's all the other parts of it. And sometimes all the touching, the touching, the caressing. And to me, that's more confusing. See, but also something you've got to realize um, is they were doing uh, a certain amount of time, a certain session each day. Yes. So it's like you being Rebecca Love Mm -hmm. for a certain amount of time. And then you get to shut that off. You get to go home and you get need to live in your reality. I understand. And then you go back to work. So every single day she's shutting it down. She's She's decompressing. Right. She's not living with him for two weeks because their whole thing is a two week process. Mm -hmm. And she is not living with him for two weeks. Right. She still gets to shut it off. And then he gets to home to go to his hotel and ponder it all and mull it over and want more or want to change something. It's it's just like the crawling to getting on your feet and then eventually walking. And then it's it's the same concept because he missed all of that with his uncomfortableness, how can, if you're mortified by your genitals because of a, a such an embarrassing moment in your life that you could never show anybody, then, you know, what's the point? His mental block just got, that wall got thicker and thicker and thicker and thicker. I really didn't know if it was going to go down or not. Like if he was going to take off his underwear and go through with it. I really thought those suckers were glued on permanently. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, are we going to do this? Well, see, and that's the portion. I knew he was going to take them off the first time. When he said no, I'm like, wow, really? Huh, she's already naked. Interesting. But then he got to go back to his hotel And he got to maul it all over Mm. without anybody telling him what to think, without anybody judging him. And he got to process her caring and being okay with him not doing it. Because the second she was okay with him not doing it, now it's like, oh, well, if I do it, if I don't do it, hmm, might as well just fucking do it. Right. And that's how he did it, like ripping off a Band-Aid. They did one, two, three, bam. Yeah. And yeah. it's the first, okay, now it's done and over with. And I loved the her interview um, because of the story of everybody laughing. Um, she said, oh, she I goes, remember. I'll tell you what, it may be small when it's soft, but wow, does it grow to be really, really nice. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you go, girl. <laughs> she was all into that. She, she was beautiful. Was. She was a beautiful human being. She really and was. something that uh, I was also fascinated about is a lot of this is so about caring and touching and understanding and taking things um, at a... Uh, very slow progressive pace it was a snail's pace it really was because that that's the stuff that he missed out in yeah in junior high 
And, you know, you got to figure what in, in grade school, that's when, you know, you, you hit the girl because you like her, <laughs> you know, missed out on that. Yeah. Then junior high and all that, any dances, um, liking any girl, kissing, parking, um, Could you imagine sneaking out of the house. All that. That was like the best time. Yeah. He missed it all. Shit. He missed it all. That sucks. Yeah. But now... All those feelings. Think about every time he went home after her sessions. He was feeling it. The butterflies, the oh. electricity, the oh my yes. God. thinking about it over and over and just working it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And literally working it out. If he was smart, he was fucking jerking off every night, I swear to well, God. Well, he never said he didn't jerk off because when they were in the the therapy session, not the surrogate. Right. And she goes, Well, what constitute as uh because he goes, I, I don't, um, I grew up where re- no sex before marriage. That's mm-hmm. what religion preaches. And she goes, well, what constitutes a sex? Oh. Yeah, I caught that. And this would, you know, jerking off constitute a sex, masturbation. Right. So he goes, oh, yeah. Well, you're already committing the goddamn sin. <laughs> <laughs> you're touching your willy. Yeah, you're stroking it. Did it spit at you? <laughs> and yeah you yeah, did it you did you it. did it you had <laughs> impure thoughts so she she gave him that thing she gave him that statement to ponder on and i think that's where the wall started coming down slowly but surely right and that's where you know it sh- because he wasn't in the room with the hands-on person right the surrogate and he was still getting therapy and thinking through all these things because it's it's he broke down a lot during oh, therapy yeah. and surrogate. I mean, there was times I could feel it. I could feel the anxiety. I could feel that emotion. Yeah, it was all of that. I yeah. mean, you know, as as a junior high schooler, you know, holding hands for the first time. I mean, I can remember the first time a boy held my hand. We were walking home from school and he held my hand and my whole body was on fire. I was just like, whoa. Oh, oh it was ridiculous. And he never got to experience that. So being... You know, forty-five-year-old man, and you know, just just getting into all of that stuff. It was so interesting to me. It was. I really that, liked Clive. Oh like, yeah, he I was wanted amazing. to be there. <laughs> he was amazing, and and all the little things like um, um, looking at Playboy penthouse, anything like that. It was just fascinating watching seeing, it through his eyes, seeing pussies. Literally. Oh, when, oh my God, it was, was like a mommy. amazing? That <laughs> was one of my favorite parts because it's like, motherfucker, they all look different. It looked like a mommy-son relationship laying in that bed. She had her glasses on looking at the book and he's <laughs> laying there watching her like point out the different clitorises and how they all look different. And oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah, and that's one of my girlfriends. That's one of my girlfriends. She's she's not here. And <laughs> I thought it was just fascinating. I'm like, oh, it was. But that's all stuff that you're supposed to sneak. Yeah. With your your friend that that stole the Playboy from his dad's workstation in the garage, you know. And it's like he missed out on that too. Yeah. And there's so many things, so many steps. And one reason why I wanted to go that we just take for granted. Yeah. Because we just dive right in and go got lube. that's true got lube because that fucker looks really hard and we need to make this happen now is the time where I'm going to insert our sponsor and let me tell you what since it is spunk lube just go to spunklube.com they have got so many ideas it's all natural it's colorful you are gonna love it and believe me whether you're gonna have fun or getting screwed or being screwed or giving it out over the holidays. Spunk Lube is the way to go. So get on it. Spunklube.com. 
Spunkloop.com. You know, we take advantage of it now. We take it all for granted that, you know, this can just go down in 30 seconds. You know, that's porn. That's what we do. Speaking of porn, though, did you have something to add to that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, the guy. What was his name? What was the guy surrogate? Gary. Gary. I love that you wrote everybody. I when I was watching it, I ran and got a piece of paper, and you actually were prepped to to take notes. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> so I love that you've got everybody's names. This is beautiful. I don't I don't have the therapist names. I have the surrogates. I didn't. I think Marilyn might have been the therapist. Um, I'm not sure. So the guy reminded me of a male porn star because he said, you know, women, you just add lube. But for me, it's like I have to stay focused and I have to be uh, not only not only think about performing, Mm -hmm. but I have to play that part of being because women are very hard to break down Mm -hmm. and to get into their psyche. And, you know, he was saying how difficult it was. And I was going, yeah, that's just like a male talent. Like they have such a hard job. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Absolutely correct. And he was saying that it takes a lot for a male surrogate to break through that and and perform. Yeah. And then. And Rosie was a bitch. So, (laughs) God. Damn. And do you you know what? It was because he was way older than her. Because the surrogates were not spring chickens. They were at one point in their life. Yeah, but they're definitely not now. Do you think it was because now. the age difference? Because Rosie was only 29? Um, her not being attracted to him and stuff, probably. Yeah. But um, that's the attraction. And this isn't... There was so much more of a buildup to things. You know, you can close your eyes and have somebody touch your face or feel the energy, the positive energy of mm. holding someone's hand. Um, all these different things. So I, I was wondering why her he being didn't... so mean mm-hmm. with her words. Yeah told me something mentally was off. It wasn't, you know what? I'm sorry, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable with this right now. I wanted him to blindfold her. I wanted him to like put the blindfold on so she could just feel the touch because she was just staring him down when it was happening. I'm like, well, that's a little awkward. Yeah, she she had levels of hate. She just would not let that door open. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But there was so many things like her words told me that I would want to get her tested. Seriously, I'd want to get her tested because this wasn't just a virgin or something like that. This is somebody that really has some fucking issues. And I believe that mentally she was very, very off. It was just, yeah, even the, even editing, I started looking at it as, are the editors making her sound like a bitch? And just her tone and all this stuff. It's like, wow. I could see her body. Like, I don't really read body language. Oh, she was rigid. It was like, it was like cuddling. Rigid, frigid. alligator. Oh my God. <laughs> I could feel the awkwardness and I just wanted to, wanted it to be over. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Gary wanted it to be over too. <laughs> yeah. And he still hung in there and was still very caring to her, very kind to I know. her. And I think maybe, maybe her... Her word vomit, you know, of just, I don't want to do this. I'm done. You know, it's like, oh, fuck me. You are a nasty, nasty bitch. She's not even nice. She's not nice. And um, he was still very kind to her. Very kind. You know, and he's probably dealt with this a few times. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely getting paid because they said um, these surrogates, the hands on surrogates, um, get about um, on an average of 300 an hour. Oh, I thought they made 300,000 a year. I thought that's what it well, said. Well, 300 an, an hour. hour. If you spent four to six hours yeah. a day. No, I, I thought people. maybe I got it mixed up. The 300 an hour, the 300K a year. I couldn't remember. Oh, well, maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But, know. but it, was, it was really interesting. And when it comes to fetishes and um, some of the mommy fetishes and stuff that I do, there's so many things that I will slowly walk people through yeah, and do the sensual, the sensual domination, you know, where somebody's afraid of it. They want to experience it, but they're afraid of it. And you exchange your energy with them by the way that you touch them. 
and um, you know, blindfold. I think the blindfold's a really good idea. I forgot that she was staring him down. Yeah, she was staring him down. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, put, cover her eyes. Or yeah. make her close her eyes. Make her close her. And that's the way it should be. Because then she could have pictured eyes. anybody. Anybody. Just, well, you take the visual away. And, um, but it's also that confidence of being able to look somebody in their eye as you touch them. When you so kiss somebody, do you it. look in their eyes or do you close your eyes? Oh, no, I close my eyes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So it's the same But concept. I don't think she ever even kissed him. No, I'm just talking about the touch though. A kiss, a touch, same concept. Just close your eyes and this, you know, you could picture anybody touching you. I think she wasn't. Well, you enjoy the energy. And I, I think that, that block. She was just shut down. She was blocked. She never, she, you know what? You're absolutely right. She never closed her eyes at anything. She was very, very aware of everything and very like she never let go. I'm gonna stare at this wall right here at this spot until it is over. She and would then, even call it over. Okay, I'm done. That's what she would do. She'd yeah, just make I'm it done. over. I'm done. She'd shut down. Yeah. And when she was buying a sex toy, <laughs> I thought maybe she should have bought an outfit so she could feel sexy. You know how we were talking about heels on your podcast? Uh, I think it's 178, drag queen cross-dressing, yeah, that thing. the difference between sexy and sexual. Pride one. Yeah. Um, about the heels. I figured if she would have just bought an outfit, she could get in. Because when you put a costume on or a character or when you're or we're at karaoke and you dress up as Snow White, don't you feel <laughs> like a different... I'm never going to live that down. You're not. Don't you feel... That like that character, you feel like a different person. I thought maybe she needed yeah, I a cape. Felt, I felt like really cute in that outfit. I was wearing flats and everything. I felt very cute. I felt yeah. fun. It was light and entertaining. Sometimes you have to let go of and, yourself yeah. and dress up as something else. Yeah. I thought she needed an outfit. So the outfit should have... I, I, I think you're right. And I think I want to call Gary and tell him <sighs> that I have a few ideas for his next routine. For his next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should. We should find this guy and turn around and say, hey, just just suggesting this. But I think it was the sex therapist, the one that they would sit and speak with, that told her to go and get a toy because she had never even masturbated. Okay, seriously, how? How do you not? I think the first time I did, I was like 11, 12, something like that, where I was like, what? What is this? I think I masturbated way before that. I don't think I did it. If I did, I don't recall. I hid under the bed and I did it. Really? With your hands? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I was little, little. I remember it to this day. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't orgasm or anything. It was just... Right. No, it just yeah. feels good. Felt good. It was like a monkey playing with its dingling. I was just this little <laughs> shit playing with me. I'm like, oh, what's up? So... Okay. See, and that's, and that's a lot of it is self-exploration. I didn't know what it was doing. It just, it was nice. <laughs> it felt pretty. But when I really masturbated, I was probably, I don't know, 13. See, that's that's 13. what I remember. I don't remember. 12, 13. Really doing any of it earlier than like 11 or 12. I only remember that one incident when I was younger, younger, but it, it was like a spread. I don't know. Something jolted me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I would say 12, 13. Something jolted me. Something. Something <laughs> ran funny. through my fucking body. Like, oh, I gotta hide under the bed. I don't <laughs> even think I knew it was shameful. I was just under the bed. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Maybe it was hide and seek. And woo, somebody I'm going to entertain myself until somebody <laughs> finds, finds me. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God. The first days of masturbation <laughs> by a Rebecca Love. Just hide under the bed. <laughs> I had to play, play in hide and seek because I wouldn't know it was shameful. Right. See, I had bunk beds. Well, so you could I was just on hide the top. on the bed. <laughs> yeah, I was on the top. Oh. And I could remember, you know, just kind of laying there, touching and feeling around like, hmm, what's all this? What is all this going on over here? Yeah. You know, I just... Yeah. I don't remember the first orgasm I ever had. I, I do. I don't. Oh, my God. I was 19 years old, and I was with my, I'm going to say my second love. 
Second Love, I, I really like him. I still, <laughs> to this day, really like him. Um, <laughs> I, I got on top, and I was on top, and I remember King Kong was on. I remember Jaws was on. Now, I don't know which one ran first, but... The first, I was on top, and I was, oh, it was back-to-back, King Kong and Jaws. I don't know, can't remember which one was on the TV at that time, but I was, like, going to town, and then all of a sudden, this burning, fiery sensation was creeping up my crotch, and then all of a sudden, boom, this electricity, I jumped off. I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on here. I'm, I don't know. And he goes, he goes, what's wrong? And I always thought orgasms were just breathing hard. And yeah, I had one, sure. You know, the... Right. <sighs> I didn't know it was that. I jump off scared as shit because I don't know what just like... <laughs> His fucking dick just <laughs> turned into electricity. It was like sticking a fork <laughs> in the toaster. <laughs> I jumped off. And he, go, he goes, what's wrong? And I go, I try to explain it. I'm like, I don't know. It was a weird sensation. And then it was the, I, what I just explained. And he goes... Oh my, like his eyes just about popped out of his head because he's like, I just gave you your first orgasm. Mind you, I was a stripper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, he was a happy camper. And then it was so hard to get back because I overthought it. Like, I want to do it again. So for the two weeks after that, I couldn't figure out how to do it. Once you let loose, once you let go of that, trying to figure it out. Ba-boom! It yeah. came back. You know what? I remember... Okay, this is this is really interesting. See, now this is our version of being virgins. <laughs> <laughs> we were both really slutty already. Yeah. So figuring out like, you know, and that's... I was super slutty. So by the time I did my orgasm, I don't know how many people were under my belt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Drink. So, (laughs) and that is, that's the, the funny thing is because I started having sex way back and, yeah, and I remember my first threesome. Oh my God, this is so bad. My first threesome. What? What? You know what? Fuck it. It's my show. It's my podcast. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. So I lost my virginity when I was 14 years old. Okay. And I talked a lot of shit. We had talked about this before where the guy that I, you know, my mouth wrote a check that my pussy had to cash. So I went over there and I fucked this guy and he ripped me from here to kingdom come. I ended up seeing him quite, you know, I dated him for a while, but I ended up seeing him years and years later after I'd fucked some other guys and realized these goddamn things come in different sizes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you got a big one right now. See, on, and I was one of, of those I was one of those people that was just like, okay, you know, I hit the ground running. Whoosh, I was gone. And <laughs> I was running towards the dick and I was gonna get me some and I did, but I got a ten incher. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, oh God, I we- got fucking speared is what I got. Could you imagine your disappointment when you saw the next guy going, What? Where did I was actually? Is a little, it hard yet? I was actually a little happy about it okay. because that motherfucker hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it was it was interesting because later on, I I was with this guy and I was on top and I was doing the same thing as you that yeah. whole I was just riding it out and he was writing about, it out that's exactly what and that was exactly it is like writing it out and he was about eight and a half inches somewhere that's around nice. there yeah that was a very hefty fucking nice dick and um all of a sudden I had uh I I squirted Oh. And I didn't know. I literally thought I peed on the guy. (laughs) (laughs) I literally fucking thought I peed on him. And he's like, what the hell? And I'm like, I don't know what that was. (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I don't know. And everything is wet. Now, flash forward 20 years and I squirt for the first time on film and go, what the fuck was that? (laughs) I had no idea. I right. had no clue. Because I could have an orgasm. Yeah. I'm a clit stimulation. That's me. But when I squirted, uh, this guy was like your guy. Fucking eyeballs ready to pop out. Like, 
you squirt? And it was on. Yeah, he was slipping on the floor and all kinds of stuff. It was fucking craziness because once I started and I was relaxed and I was into it, so I'm like, fuck. Once you knew it wasn't me. Do whatever (laughs) the fuck you want to me, man. It was amazing. But it it was crazy. Yeah. So, oh my God. And, and so you got to figure, I was- I didn't squirt till later in life. I think I was- I was in my in late my 30s. Th- yeah, I was in my late 30s before it, that happened. Yeah. So people that think, oh, you guys have sex all the time and you know all these things. We know a lot, but sometimes you're still figuring yourself out. Yeah. Like I didn't know. Like some people say they've never had an orgasm, but they never had multiples. Later in life, I got those. I got the- um well, 19, I got the orgasm, but uh, the multiples was in my 30s. The squirting was in my 30s. And right. it doesn't happen all the time. It's rare to when it does. Right. But it's it's on. It's stupid on. <laughs> and we're going to well, town. Well, I remember also I was 16. I think I was just turning 16. And um, I, was, I had just moved um, to Orange County again and from... LA County and a couple of my friends came to visit guy and a girl boyfriend girlfriend and I was really close with both of them so we're sleeping in the living room and um on like the pullout bed we're all watching tv the only light that's on is the tv you know and this is when the salt and pepper races still happened you know three o'clock in the morning (laughs) salt and pepper races Do you remember those? No, I have no idea. You know, on the TV, when you were a kid at three o'clock in the morning, if the TV was still on, it would. Oh, you're talking about the static. Yeah. Salt and pepper races. Oh, (laughs) I'm like, what is that? You're talking about the popcorn. (laughs) Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Exactly. Where Carol Ann gets sucked into. You look like the grown up version of Carol Ann. I fucking hate you. You suck. Carol Ann. She's dead, bitch. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but it was funny because I'm—I um, was really good friends with him when he started dating her. I became friends with her, and I'm like, you know, he and I have kissed and stuff, but we're all good. So let's just—you know—we're all friends. It's no big deal. I won't kiss him anymore, or make out with him, or do anything. So um, they came over and we're all laying in the bed. And the next thing I know, she's kissing me. And I'm like, all right. So, you know, and I was just really in a, in a happy place. I yeah. was in a comfortable place with two people that I really cared about. And um, yeah, the next thing you know, it was funny because she reached over and was doing something. I had been fucking him. And then um, she reached over and she like touched my clit or something. And I was like, whoa. And I'm like, huh, that only gets really sensitive if you have an or I don't remember having one of those. But wow, that's sensitive. So quit fucking doing that. (laughs) (laughs) But it was funny. She's like, when did you come? And I'm like, I have no idea. I really had no idea. I like missed it. It was really weird, but I remember the after effects of it and was like, what the fuck? Because it was kind of just long and drawn out and you didn't realize because it wasn't that intense pop. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And there's, there were three of us. So there were hands and fingers and tongues. Oh Oh my. (laughs) Drink. (laughs) Drink. You guys got to drink when we fuck Woo. up a word or say a phrase Something or together. word together. So, yeah, a lot of what these sexual surrogates did. Um, I want to research a little bit more and see if there's something that I would love to get into into this. I would absolutely love it because I love the progression and people exploring and learning and, and finding out where that trigger was, where mm. something shut them down and why I've, you know, I'm a mommy well, down what, for a Rosie, reason. I guess had a happy ending because at the end it said she found a boyfriend. Yeah. Her walls came down at some point. I think during that two week visit, that wasn't long enough. She was so busy fighting it. To us. She literally had to go home and feel like she was in a safe place and then process everything. Gotcha. So it just took her longer 
you know, and she just wanted this dude away from her. She really did. She really, really, She was saying he was a nice guy at the end and all that, but I could still feel she was just saying it for the camera. Like she... She didn't believe her own words. No, she didn't. And I think maybe after after she got to see the footage and see he how he, she he was. He didn't come off as a predator. Because when you think a guy surrogate, you're like, oh, any guy can do that. Oh, he God, was very, no. je- listen, you do not want to be a guy surrogate because that was a dirty job. He had to take yeah, the he fucking had a rough rejection fucking I'd for rather two clean, weeks. I would rather clean out outhouses than go through what he fucking went he through. He fucking took it like a champ, though. Yeah, he did. And he knows his job. He knew his job, and he was a good person. I was all about he Team Gary. Really I just good, it didn't happen. Sorry, Gary. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, but you know what? On his downtime, it's just like, uh, who's the female surrogate? Cheryl. Cheryl, when she went, uh, when she had her downtime, she got to go home and be with her loved one because she's married. Her husband knows what she does and she comes home every night. Can you imagine the high that she's riding that her, um, her little baby is, is growing up. They held hands. They kissed. You know, he touched a booby. Whatever. Touched a he, he touched a lot. He did. But <laughs> it was so gradual. And to to live through that yummy fluffiness from, from junior high into high school and further is just, wow. It was a beautiful thing. I would love to do that. I would absolutely love to do that. I could see you doing I it. I would. Me, it'd be too with draining. A, uh, <laughs> I would. See, but I, that's the stuff that I get off on. Yeah. You know, and and going back to somebody that when you kiss them, mm-hmm. there's no roaming hands all over you and all this stuff. They just, they just want to kiss you because that's their new thing it's like being in junior high your first kiss and spending an hour just kissing it was beautiful i mean shit i get with a guy that i mean rosie didn't get to kiss that guy or anything she didn't even get past like first base shit she didn't even hit the ball no she Mm -mm. struck out yeah she struck out totally and she missed out on on a lot and i don't mean the sexual part of it which Mm-mm. is the the big bang the finale at the end but um so much more like the um skin on skin that's such a different feeling when you're laying in bed yeah. or in a couch or something and it's skin she was on just skin. Awkward. She's, uh, I seriously, I honest to God believe that there is something wrong with her fucking brain. I'm not even kidding and she should be tested. <laughs> <laughs> that is my opinion. But this was so powerful to me because there's so many people that come to me and want the mommy dom thing or, you know, and I always try to get to the bottom of what's their fetish? What is their kink? When did it start? Why? What is it the satisfaction that they're looking for out of it? Or why are they intrigued and they're interested in doing this one fetish? Why are they so drawn to this? And then some of them being, well, I want you to force me to do this forced by or forced cuckolding or, you know, there's so many different things. I want to be tied down and have this done. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit more about it. I always, by the end of a session, I always know where it came from. Hmm. If they don't know where it came from, then within a week after they're thinking about it so much, like how did this come about? And they'll figure it out and tell me. You're a therapist and And that's a what I loved roundabout. about this. Yeah. 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 This is what I loved about this because some of these these two were such extreme cases. Mm-hmm. It was very, very extreme. I, I when I'm camming or on Snapchat, I have virgins that contact me that are forty yes. forty years old or whatever. And uh They'll go to me, they'll go, uh, I haven't had sex yet. And I go, good for you. He goes, no, no, not intentionally. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> I go, get a hooker. Oh, if it was only that easy. See, and they want I, to be connected with the person. That's the thing. There's so many guys that I want to I think like a feel, guy, though. I'm like, ah, just oh, go so have sex. 
Yeah, I don't think so about do the rest of it. I'm like, go get a professional, get her done. Well, see, that's just like me at age 14, because I've never said that on, on air before. Um, yeah, but we're having an educated... Right, but yeah. at age 14, um, I turned around and I was like, oh yeah, baby, blah, blah, blah. If I get to see you, I'm going to do this and do that and do the other. And he was all of 16. And literally, I backed up every fucking word I said. I didn't turn it when I saw him. I didn't turn into this girl that went, oh, no, <laughs> I, was just I don't kidding. do that. I was like, let's do this. You Which, know, and if it I, was me, I would have backed out. <laughs> oh, see, really? <laughs> I, I don't because that. Well, at 14, I haven't had sex yet. I, I, I probably wouldn't have spoke those words <sighs> because it wouldn't have been me. That wouldn't have been my personality. Yeah. I mean, I will flirt, I will kiss, all, all that, but I probably wouldn't have said, oh, I'm going to fucking bang you out. No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't in my DNA. Now I probably would. Right. Yeah. Now I'd be like, oh, let's go fuck. Right. I, I see, would do that. And, and now. see, now I'm I'm like, I don't have a problem with you know speaking my mind, but the more I go back, and especially things like this, comparing it to, you know, okay, at what point that did that hand holding just oh, send electricity through you? Because she Cheryl held his hand, yeah, and she was like, he got a, a fucking erection from it. She loved it. What a compliment! It you is know? a compliment. It's a huge compliment. I was waiting for him to lose control, especially when she went down on him. I was like, <sighs> oh, he's gonna lose it. He's gonna lose it. But they must have went through some kind of instructional thing to hold back because a normal virgin virgin would have her mouth would have just just breathed. Yeah. <laughs> and it would have. Yeah. But then again, it could have also been they told him before you come to the session today, you need to jerk off. Oh, yeah, maybe you need to empty those fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I don't. I don't know what happened behind the, the only, scenes. Is it, yeah, what part? Because I was like, edited. Cheryl, don't do it. Don't do it. Because what about that <laughs> woman? That's um, uh, a woman. What about the movie Forty Year Old Virgin? Yeah, where he comes within three seconds and is laying there, and she's kind of like, okay, and he goes, okay, I'm ready to go again, and she's like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> and it went from there because that excitement is just like a very young teenager. It's like mental. All of mm -hmm. these endorphins and the adrenaline and everything is just firing off. That guy's got to be able to come 15 times with her. So who knows how much footage there got edited out like it was just the oh, one shit. time. Everybody knows in the beginning of any relationship, you guys are fucking like bunnies yeah. all day. For I don't know how many months or the honeymoon phase Three lasts months. lasts for a while. So you guys, yeah. yeah, you can go over and over and over. It's all in the power of the mind. It really is. Mm -hmm. And then you get comfortable. <laughs> and then you get comfortable. And then, you're like, and then yeah. you got the shit down where you can cut out all the fat and just get straight to the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's always really good time. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Me too. I, I got like shit that. to do. Yeah, the the fluffs and the frills and all of that stuff is, you know what, take me, it, let me get dressed up and take me out to a nice dinner or yes, something please. like that. And I, yeah, I'll, I'll suck your dick until it explodes. There you go. Anytime I want to like get a treat, like go to a Dairy treat. Queen or something, I'll go, hey, hey, tell you what, how about I give you a head and then we'll go get some ice cream? <laughs> it works every time. <laughs> Works every time because usually that person <laughs> doesn't. <looking> awesome. <laughs> that person doesn't want to leave the house or in their comfort zone. Right, and they'll be like, "Yo, you just go to fucking Walgreens or whatever and grab a gallon." No, I know how to get it. <laughs> Let me earn that bitch. I'll get it. <laughs> and, and see, and that's a thing is a lot of girls uh, uh, married in a relationship for a length of time or whatever. They forget you kind of got to earn some things. You can't go. Oh, well, you never take me anywhere. Honey, that blowjob takes me, what, under five minutes? Not even. I right. get that shit done quick. It's going to take longer to drive to Dairy Queen. 
<laughs> in fact, how about I give you Roadhead on the way to Dairy Queen? That's cool. Right? It's a time saver. There you go. Oh, my God. I love it. Now you guys know all kinds of fucking twisted ass shit about us. <laughs> Seriously. This is, yeah. Yeah. A little fun. Roadhead for Dairy Queen. I'm just saying. Girl's got to have her goals. <laughs> I do have goals. I get her done. I get her done. And that is what we do on the Adult Film Star Network, where the sex goes straight to your head. You choose which one. Please, please. Mr. Marvin, have a seat on the couch. Um, okay. This is my first therapy session, Dr. Thumperface. Please relax. Now, tell me about your mother. That's sort of personal, don't you think? Okay, well, uh, well, word association. Say the first thing that comes to your mind. Yellow. Goldfish. Sexy. Goldfish. Nine-person anal gangbang. Uh, goldfish. Ah, Mr. Marvin, why are you here? Well, the truth is, Doc, I'm into some stuff, and I don't know if it's, well, normal. Oh, Mr. Marvin, there isn't anything such as normal when it comes to sex. In fact, here's a prescription. Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone? New episodes every Tuesday. Listen to that at least once a week, and you will see that everybody has something that they are into. Okay, Doc, I'll give it a try. Well, our time is up. Seriously? I want to talk more about goldfish. Our time is up. Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone. New episodes every Tuesday on adultfilmstarnetwork.com. So, uh, Mr. Marvin, you can tell me. What is your special interest? Well, I'm into PB. PB? I, I must admit, I have not heard of that. Yeah. Peanut butter. Oh, Doc. I just love to... Next patient! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>